I hear them talking in the streets, but they don't say the real. We really debating the industry and what the six of feel. Cold shoulders turn to open arms when you on for real. Ain't no strangers to the bricks. Now let's build something for real. It's too real, real, it's too real. Yo, what's poppin' everybody? It's Too Real Podcast. We back for another week. Hope everybody's good. You know what I mean? Summer's officially here. We live in. Everybody's trying to make make the best of the situation. Um, shout out to everybody going through it. You know what I mean? Keep your head up. God is watching. He ain't sleep. You gonna be alright. And shout out to everybody that's getting in and enjoying themselves, man. Give back and show love, man. That shit don't last forever. You know what I mean? Make sure you show love. Um, Yeah, man. It's... It's a beautiful time to be from Toronto, man. Right now, you know what I mean? Um, Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor are on their way out here f- to have their press conference for their fight on August 26th. You know what I mean? Um, but it's not because, like, obviously Toronto's one of the biggest markets in the world, but I- I'm just coming to find out of recent that Toronto's, like, the one of the main markets of UFC for mixed martial arts. Like, they say Toronto's, like, one of the hubs of- around the whole world, so... And he said Toronto has a crazy Irish community, so they had to bring it out here, man. So um, that's going to be live. It's going to be lit. City going to be lit today. You know what I mean? It's going to be mad people. First takes out here. Um, ESPN. Yo, a lot of people out here, man. It's lit. It's lit in the city. Uh, What else going on? Oh, no, not what else is going on. But the fight basically is, I feel like, yo, Floyd, Floyd they, they had the press conference yesterday in, in L.A., and um. I think Floyd lost the the trash talking kind of thing that you're supposed to do, like the trash talking conference shit. Uh, he just he just I just felt like Floyd was wasn't in it. You know what I mean? He just wasn't in it. Conor McGregor had some good jokes. You know what I mean? He's young. He's confident. Obviously, Floyd knows he's confident in the boxing, but McGregor doesn't. I think he just doesn't. He just looks at Floyd like a boy. You know what I mean? Like he was even there was even an instance where he was like dance for me. Floyd was dancing. And, like, McGregor said some kind of sh- fucked up shit. He's like, yo, dance for me, boy. Dance for me, boy. And then he kind of, like, switched it up and was like, dance for me, son, because he bagged what he was doing. And, like, after that, they cut off his mic because, like, they're not going to have no racist shit going on. But I don't think he's racist, but once again, he's Irish, and Irish do kind of hate black people. They they look down on black people. That's just from the history of times. My cousins lived in Ireland, in Dublin. They told me how crazy it was out there. Uh, but this fight, man, is, yo, as a bunch of people saying it's not a great boxing spe- spectacle and... It's, it's, it's a waste fight, but I'm loving I'm loving it because every time Floyd fights, because I've been supporting Floyd probably like since year 2000, uh, every time Floyd Floyd fights, he he just, I get nervous, you know what I mean? He's per, he has a perfect record. I don't want to see him lose. And this is the fight I shouldn't be nervous about because obviously this guy is an experienced boxer. But when you see these guys standing beside each other, yo, Conor McGregor is huge, like, Floyd looks small. Floyd looks weak compared to this guy. Obviously, boxing is all about tagging the person and not getting hit. But it's it was scary to see this guy hit Floyd, man. Like, and I don't see Floyd knocking him out because this guy takes kicks to the head. He gets strangled. Like he's a beast. Like when you when you see this guy talking, he's really a beast. Like he's and he's huge. You know what I mean? Um, he was getting at Floyd talking about the whole because you know people are saying ta- um, Floyd owes the tax man or owes the IRS like twenty six mil. Floyd said he paid it, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, he put up two checks, and he paid them in 2015. What more money could they want? They just want more money. But 
you know, he was clowning him though. He uh, McGregor was like, "Yo, Floyd, you broke, you finished." That Rolls Royce outside is a, is a 2012. Like, yo, he had some good jokes. Like, he wasn't scared. Like, you know, when it's usually boxing, a lot of people bow down to Floyd when it when when they're doing the press conference and like the 24/7 thing. But not this time, man. Like McGregor, he, I I like the energy he brought. You know, what I mean, obviously I'm supporting Floyd, but he brought a good energy to the shit. And I know it's gonna be crazy in Toronto today, man, because the Irish community and Floyd's just not a likable guy. So it's like a lot of the people and UFC's way more popular than boxing. So McGregor's built up a name in boxing. You know what I mean? So it's just it's it's, it's, it's it, I like I like the the coming together of two worlds because we've seen boxers going to the UFC ring get their ass handed to them. You know what I mean? So I, I want to see how dope this is. And Floyd cannot lose. Like the world will not hear the end of it. Uh, the the nine figure payday he's gonna get will, will he would have to do a rematch and try to beat him. And if he got knocked out, because that's the only way he can lose, because he can't lose by decision, because Conor's not gonna outbox for it. But if Floyd gets hit and gets knocked out, because this guy's just that that strong, I don't know if Floyd's gonna want a rematch. But even if he does, he's gonna that that nine figure payday is gonna have to be split because Conor's only making twenty five right now. That's a lot of risk in this fight, you know what I mean? But Floyd, it's boxing, so Floyd should be easy. He should come out easy. But man, that when I saw them side by side, and how this guy just does not respect Floyd, he doesn't fear Floyd. There's no intimidation at all. I guess until it's time when you start getting punched in the ring. And and, you, and he's just running around. You can't hit him. Then then you get intimidated. But as of right now, McGregor is wilding. Like he he don't look like he is afraid of Floyd at all. Had a custom suit that that had um, "fuck you" stitching on the in the embroidery like in the stitching of the suit. Man, he's ready to play. Man, uh, I'm happy to come to Toronto. Just, just once again, to showing that Toronto is one of the best places in the world, one of the biggest markets. You know what I mean? So that fight, I'm excited for it. Uh. In other news, man, the white man's at it again. You know what I mean? Uh, no, I'm playing, but Omar Kadar, man. I'm sure we all know Omar Kadar. Those that live in Canada, uh, he's a Canadian born, a Canadian citizen. He's who's like who has um, he's an Afghan by like by origin. His family's from Afghanistan. He he moved to Afghanistan when he was like ten. Uh, apparently, his dad had like ties to Al Qaeda and like Bin Laden and stuff. But his dad was like always trying to brainwash them to become terrorists or whatever. But regardless, of what happened? He got raided. There was bombings in Afghanistan, and there was like a war. I mean, there was a war, but it was a fight that happened. A gunfire, like a gunfight, went in his like compound where he was living, and like he got taken hostage. But it, during that whole thing, a soldier died. I mean, American soldier and. Yo, he was like, I think at the time he was like 15, 14, and he was like detained in the state of Guantanamo Bay for like five years. He was there suffering as a kid. And obviously, like, there was links to terrorism and stuff, but it, the world, the, the world has a law. I can't remember what the law is called, but like, once you're a kid, they're still, regardless terrorist or not, they're supposed to take the measures to rehabilitate you and, put you in, in in better care and take you out of danger. So they're not supposed to detain you. But they thought he was just vital to the operation or whatever was going on. And he he was detained and he had to go, go through all the stuff people go through in Guantanamo Bay. You know what I mean? As a child. And, like, if you don't know what's going on in Guantanamo Bay, please look it up, man. They raping you. If you're a Muslim, they make you, like, shit on the Quran. Like, they do a lot of things to, like, fuck with you mentally, starve you. They basically handcuff you to the floor with your feet. And then while you're doing it, you handcuff with your with your hands down to the same place your feet is. So you're just in like a 
fetal position, a, a messed up position all day. Like it's, it's like they, it's a torture place trying to where they try to get information from terrorists and stuff. You know what I mean? So obviously he went through all that. Then he got transferred back to um, Toronto. He was doing time in Kingston, I think. Not Toronto, um, Canada. He's doing time in Kingston, and all in all, it all came out basically that. He's innocent. Like they, they couldn't really prove he did anything, and all the stuff he suffered was for no reason. You know what I mean? And so, his lawyer tried to get him a twenty million um, civil suit, but he ended up getting a ten point five million payout. Like they settled it out in court, and now basically he's trying to get the payout. Odd was gonna give him the money, and the lady who died, whose husband died, the soldier in Afghanistan, the U.S. lady, like they've been proved this guy has has nothing to do with it. Canada has apologized. All he went through and stuff. She's trying to put a freeze on his money. You know what I mean? Like, this guy, I understand she's going through whatever she's going through because her husband died in this war and she hates terrorism. I understand her completely. But to, like, if this guy's been proven innocent and the fact that he was a child that suffered the shit in Guantanamo Bay, like, go look it up and watch these documentaries of what they do to people there. You know what I mean? Like, it's a really scary place for a child to be there. And, and go through that, like, he deserves more money than he actually got, to be honest, like, so I feel like he's innocent, like, yeah, you may not like his father and and, and the past he, that he comes with, but he's, yo, he may be fooling me and lying, I watched his interview, I heard him speak, and he's, he's definitely, he's definitely sounds rehabilitated, he sounds like he's just humble, and he just wants to make, he's, he just sounds humble, sounds like he just wants to get on with his life and figure things out, like, I can only imagine what he's been through, you know what I mean, so, like, I hear the both sides, but they're not. Canada has said he hasn't done anything. If not, he wouldn't be awarded money. You know what I mean? So, I think he should just be getting his money. They shouldn't try to freeze anything and let him live his life. You know what I mean? He's just trying to. He's like 26. He's still a young young dude. You know what I mean? He's trying to, he's trying to get back in motion and see how things he can change his life. You know what I mean? So, shout out to him, man. And God bless him for everything he's been through. And God bless all the other people that in Guantanamo Bay never got their payout. And they're they're innocently and those even the ones that did do something, yo, like it's some inhumane shit that it's just like they shouldn't be there regardless. Like they should be in regular jail. Y'all go look up them them documentaries on Guantanamo Bay. Uh yeah, in other Toronto news, man, sad news, man, sad news, but just also disappointing news, you know what I mean? It's like I'm just kinda like, uh Um, last I think two episodes ago I put I told you I was gonna like um be putting songs from Toronto artists, you know what I mean, that I fuck with and that, that I, I feel you should look out for. So last week, uh, that last two weeks ago, I had an uh, artist I put on here. I played the song then in Modhead by Sick, you know what I mean? Very catchy song, different song. I had real Toronto energy and everything to it, you know what I mean? And Sick, he been rapping. He's been a rapper for a long time. Like, he used to rap, like, old 12, and he got locked up and did, like, three years. Just came home, you know what I mean? Like if you know Roni, you know YH. Like they had a, they had like the movement a lot, a lot before like Presser, before all these guys came. When Sam G Hillam and all these guys were still out, you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah, man. But like I said, I premiered that track on here. I played it, and now disappointed to say he like like I said he was just in jail. And now he's back on the run, you know what I mean. So it's crazy, man. This Toronto shit, it's kind of hard. This music shit, it's kind of disappointing a lot, man. You see it a lot. A lot of guys that I believe in. And it's just like, damn, like, the music's just really secondary. A lot of niggas is just really nice and talented when it comes to this music shit, but they don't really have the drive. They don't love it. They just do it because they can, you know what I mean? And 
guys like me that won't even, I don't pick up that part where it's like, yo, this is just a hobby. I wouldn't even get invested and think about certain things like, yo, this guy can do this and this guy can do that. I've seen it with so many artists, you know what I mean? Like one of my favorite rappers, Ransky Gleechy, he's locked up. He, he's one of the nicest to ever touch a mic. Y'all go look him up, Ransky Gleechy. Balling, don't need a gym, you know what I mean? That like, like it's Mr. Fingerprints touching the ski. But yeah, the same thing with Sick, man. Like, and it's kind of sad to see because he was on Instagram posting, saying Roni will soon come home, YA soon come home. Like, cause Roni was one of the real Toronto pioneers of like the the Toronto young pioneers of this hip hop shit. Like, Noisy and Vice was really covering him a lot. He had shows in Oshawa. He was selling merch. Like, he was doing this for a while. He's locked up too right now. You know what I mean? But they're coming home soon. So to see him go through this, man, it's it's just like a disappointing cycle, man. In this Toronto shit, man, we see it happen so much, man. So a lot of the rappers that are actually trying to th like press us, he's staying in the, in the UK right now, and I feel like that's a better move for him because being in Toronto is just it's just yo, you gonna get in trouble. You ain't doing something you're not supposed to do. You know what I mean? You get caught up when you really live here, and, and this music shit isn't paying the way it's supposed to. You know what I mean? So. That's disappointing, man. So, yeah, I'm, I'm also going to play a track at the, end of, at the end of this episode, too. But just wanted to let y'all know, man, that don't expect any more music from him. You know what I mean? That's 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 just what it is. You can't even find that track on YouTube no more. If you didn't download it, you asked out. Still, got, you know what I mean? But it is what it is. We're going to keep it pushing. Um, more sad news, man. Um, you know, we, we know Prodigy of Mob Deep has passed. I think it's been like two, three weeks now. But in Queens, where he's from, you know what I mean, where he's been living all his life and been rapping, he he got a, mur a mural put up, you know what I mean, like we've seen the ones of Biggie in Brooklyn, um, I think Big Al has in Harlem, even some niggas in Toronto have it, you know what I mean, uh, it's that's that's just something great, you know what I mean. So people that like even Killer Ben in Brooklyn, a lot of, it's, it's it's done a lot in the states, you know what I mean, especially in New York where graffiti's was always like a big thing, but um. Prodigy, his his two his two murals have been taken down, you know what I mean. But basically, they just covered it up now because every time they they put up two murals, and each day at like at nighttime and everybody's gone, people just come and vandalize, just throw mad paint on it and and just fuck up the whole picture, the beautiful picture that they have there, you know what I mean. So it's just it's kind of sad. I'm pretty sure he had beef with niggas or something like that, or whatever the situation was for people to just now let the man rest while he's while he's while he's gone, you know what I mean. So they just they put up an order to just cover it up, so he he's not gonna have that memory there in Queens. That that's sad, you know. What I mean, that's that's kind of messed up. Like his legacy should live on, but that's just how it goes. Sometimes people just really harbor hate. You're gone, you're dead, and they still still don't want to see you shine. You know what I mean? So I hope he can find a way to, to still live on. But like that, something like that's big, man. You you always talk about the you always hear people talk about the Biggie one and the and the Big L one and the Big Pun when people go to certain places. So, so it's like a if you go to Harlem, you go to Lennox, you're going to like, oh, yeah, I was by the Big L mural, you know what I mean? Or you go wherever in Brooklyn, Best Eye, and you're like, yo, I see, you know, it's just something you do when, you know, if you're if you're a hip-hop pioneer, you, you travel. So I guess the Queens one ain't going to be up there. I think there's one for Jam Master J. But, yeah, man, so R.I.P. Prodigy once again, you know what I mean? And if you harbor that type of hate, man, God bless you, my brother. Like, somebody's dead and you still, you still angry? That's sad. Um, yo, it's been, yo, it's been an eventful... Eventful shit for music though, man. Um, Jay Z, yo, I don't know how the whole works. Like, you know, usually when Drake would be like, "Yo, OVO," I think I gotta get title. I have Apple Music, you know what I mean? I have Apple Music, but 
I'm I'm sure you don't get you don't get all the information that you're supposed to get like title members get like Jay's going on tour. All of a sudden I'm yo, I'm going to this tour. I don't care. Like I'm gonna find ways to get to this tour, but like I saw the dates come out and I thought usually people like yo tour dates are out and all of a sudden I realized the tickets are gone on sale and I'm like, what the hell? Like, yo, I, I go on Kijiji, I go on Ticketmaster and all these joints and I'm like, people are just reselling these tickets for like I see in a section three hundred Section 300, like, row 9, for, like, 550 a ticket. I'm like, Section 300? Like, I'm like, what? For 550 a ticket? I'm like, this is insane, but I'm, I'm going. Like, I'm going to find a way to go, find a way to get proper seats, but I have to go, man. Jay's coming for this album. It's not even like this is some Kingdom Come shit. This is an album I'm definitely putting up there in his top four, top five, def top four for me already, you know what I mean, and. I, I never seen Hove before, and I, I want to do that. I want to see Hove while he's still peak Hove. Right? You know what I mean? He, I feel like he's still got, he's still sharp. You know what I mean? He's gonna bring out some big guests, and definitely, definitely, man, that's something I want to see. But yo, tickets is wild, and I don't even know when he dropped the dates. Like usually, artists don't do like that. They just put it out. Yeah, he ain't he ain't the regular artist. Let me not even, let me not speak of Hove like that. But um, yeah, there's that. Um, Twenty One Savage dropped the album, man. It's a Man, I, I can't lie. I'm disappointed in that album. I can't. I didn't want to like say because I'm a 21 fan. I fuck with 21, but that album is not it. Like, and it's kind of weird how he did it because I'm actually a real 21 fan. So like, I'll listen to it. So basically, like, usually when the album's not good, I'll just turn it off. I think that's any fan. You know what I mean? If the album's not good and you listen to it from the beginning, and I don't really know the singles on this album, so it's not like you're going to familiar songs trying to catch a vibe and then keep going. So I started from track one to all the way down, and until I hit Numb, which was my favorite song on the album, that's when I started to hear the good music. I don't know if that was purposely, but like, I feel like, yo, you can't put the songs that, all the good songs that far in the album, because you might, some people might not make it to that part, you know what I mean? It, I was not impressed. Like, I like Numb, I like Dead People, I like Special, like, I fuck with that special track. I seen a lot of people on Twitter hyping the bank account track, and I just don't like it. I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. Maybe I gotta get geeked up on some Molly and and, and Mad Mad Liquor because that was not. I didn't get. I didn't catch that vibe from that album. Um, Seven Minute Freestyle. I like that. But other than that, that wasn't it. Like that. That album was not it, man. Shout out to Twenty One though. I see him and Amber doing their thing. Hopefully that can continue, man. Like. Like, like, I, like I always say, Amber, yo, she's a good girl, man. Like, she's always down to do wifey shit. She's beautiful. She's bad. But for some reason, niggas just get tired of her. I don't know why. It's like, niggas get tired of every girl. But, like, it's like when people, niggas be like, yo, I want a good, I want a wifey. I want somebody to hold me down. She's really ready to hold you down. Like, she's really ready to hold you down. Put put that working in the bedroom. Look good and all that. You know what I mean? Hold you down. But for some reason... Niggas just don't want that. I don't know. So it's like, that's why it's kind of sad. Hopefully they can last. You know what I mean? But you usually don't see it last. But hopefully they last, man. 21 sound like he, he happy. You know what I mean? He said she, he, she, she got him drinking water. <laughs> and taking vitamins. Doing shit he don't really do. So shout out to 21. Shout out to Amber. But the album, it's a no for me, dog. I got like four or five songs in there. But that's it. He get, I think he get 14 tracks. For 14 tracks, I shouldn't be picking four or five. Savage Mode was my shit. And I can't, what's the tape before Savage Mode? Slaughter Tape, man. Like, yeah, like, that, I I, I liked all them shits. This one was just kind of redundant. It was hard for me to get into. But if you if you fuck with the tape, let me know. If you fuck with the album, let me know. But he did do proper numbers for somebody who's just 
coming up in the game, 60,000 is very decent. I think that beat Loyardi's numbers, actually. Yeah, he probably did. So, shout out to 21. Um, Meek dropped Meek can too, man. Yo, I don't know what y'all talking about, but Meek, Meek's spot is certified. There ain't nobody doing what he do. There's no, like, yo, this, the young street nigga lane is just his, man. Like, yo, the, I, I fuck with every track on, obviously, it's only four tracks on the Meek and 2, but I like three tracks out of four. I don't like that, um, what's it called? That organized chaos, that shit was a little too wild for me. But the bad talk, um, save me, young nigga, man, that's, yeah, that's the Meek I like, man. I, I'm really looking forward to wins and losses because... I want to see Meek get back to himself, being that guy talking talking for the people at the bottom, man. Like, really talking for the people at the bottom like he used, he used to, you know what I mean? And that's the Meek I've, I've been missing. And that's the Meek that the streets been missing, that music been missing, man. You know what I mean? The Roly shit is fly. It's cool. But Meek's at his best when he's giving that pain. You know what I mean? Um, Nipsey's victory lap's about to drop. Like, he's finished up. So, like, yo, there's so much shit I'm looking forward to. Like, I'm happy. I can't lie. I'm very happy because Nipsey's been a while. Mailbox money and you know, he did drop that um Slawson boy. But an album, his first album, man, like I know this is gonna be something, man, because yo, if you don't listen to Nipsey Hustle, please go listen to the marathon. Go listen to the marathon continues. Listen to um Crenshaw. Like I'm literally begging you. Like if you're somebody that you like that you that you feel like you're different from other people in the world, you're ambitious, you 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 feel like you can overcome things, and yo, just just go listen. If you th feel like you you have a deeper mind, go listen to Nipsey Hussle. If you don't like him before, and you thought you didn't like him, just go listen to him now. Go listen to the marathon. Go listen to all that stuff, man. He's just the realest in it, man. Like from the bottom to the top, you gotta respect everything Nipsey's doing, man. Like you gotta respect where he came from and put himself in position to do it, man. Like you just gotta respect it. But um, yeah, he's dropping. Um, yo, Black Youngster, man, Black Youngster, I don't know, like, I like him, like, I love it, all his whores and stutters, and all the m m money he be talking about, blah, blah, blah. you know, jumping on counters and doing all that dumb shit he be doing, that coonery, but, like, like, I don't know what, what he was, what he was trying to prove and do with this whole, him being on the cross, like, he's Jesus, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's for a music video, I just seen it on Instagram, like, and I seen him catching a lot of flack for it, like, Rollo's getting at him, uh, a lot of Christians were going at him, and he said Nas did it, you know what I mean, Nas did it in the Hate Me Now video with him and Diddy, but, first of all, like, you ain't Nas, and Nas ain't Jesus, you know what I mean, so I'm gonna put it like that, you know what I mean, Nas did it, I get it, he tried to do it for art, I, I, I didn't even, like, obviously I was a kid back then, so I didn't even really take it any way, obviously I seen the video, like, as I grew up, but, I didn't take it anyway because I, I know Nas is respectful and artistic, but like Black Youngs, nobody's really trying to crucify you like that. You know what I mean? Like if you're talking about the trial before your guns and shooting up the car or whatever, but like I don't feel like you get like people actually like you. I don't feel like people target you the way you, the way like to, to come in like nah man. Like Nas is at least artistic. People take Nas serious, but when we see you doing some shit trying to be Jesus, like yo, nobody takes you that serious to that level. It just it's not a good look. It's just disrespectful. He the clothes he was wearing. He just looked weird. Like it's like he just wanted to play around. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Like I love that. You know what I mean? Like he finds a way to stay relevant and be himself and just do whatever he does with without making music. That's great because he finds a way to to keep entertaining. But like this, like this is just a reach. 
that's just like you know what I mean not, not all attention is great attention man that that attention ain't cool man I don't think this I don't I don't see what the point in this was that one was kind of weird man you know what I mean I fuck with the Lord man Jesus is my Lord and Savior I fuck with Jesus man and just the whole thing was just corny I like I get that yeah, Nas did it Nas probably shouldn't have did that too but I don't think you're getting crucified like that it don't it just it was just it's just a reach for me you know what I mean like I don't know that was a reach uh man um black china's black china's out here wilding man like yo that girl is serious man that girl is serious man um i'm sure everybody knows now because she was on good morning america with her lawyer her lawyer is just shiesty her lawyer looks disgust like her lawyer look got that look of like oh i'm 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 dirty like i'm just dirty her lawyer looks dirty like dirty like just exploitation to the fullest. Like that's what her lawyer looks like. She got this lawyer. Um, obviously she she's taking Rob to court for restraining order. I heard Rob's not even trying to fight it. He's he admitted what he did was wrong. Said it was just spontaneous act out of emotion. You know what I mean? But they're still gonna have joint custody over to the daughter. But to me, I feel it's just the way she's portraying it. Like she, you could tell she's a hood bitch. Like. And then she, the way she's on Good Morning America, it looks like a movie, something you see in a movie where it's just like, she's just playing that victim role. It's scary, you know what I mean? It's actually really scary. Her lawyer just really, her lawyer is dirty. I would love you guys just to watch her lawyer and see how she moves. It's, this is a crazy case, to be honest, man. Like, like she's trying to get money out of it. She already, her lawyer already sent letters to the dude she was kissing in the bed, so he can't get no ideas and try to put out no, no footage or nothing like that, cease and desist. Like, She's not playing games. Like, this girl's trying to get paid. And Ben the Baller came out, Ben the Jeweler, you know what I mean? Um, He came out talking about, like, right before the fight had happened, like, Black China came to him try to, and used Rob's credit card for $300,000 of jewelry. And he just declined it, you know what I mean? Because he, he felt that he didn't have the authorization of Rob. But, like, that's the type of girl we dealing with. Like, she's really a savage. And we know that, like... And I, I hear everybody saying, "Yo, shout out to the to to the um, to to the woman getting it." You know what I mean? Getting these niggas on that. That's great, my nigga. But like, she got that savage to her. You know what I mean? And I just feel like, yo, man, like, I I, I, I always know when I talk to bitches that like that you see the girls just about bumps and niggas and, and being gold diggers. Like, when they hit a lick, they hit a lick. They kind of like they chill. They happy. But I never seen a girl get so greedy. She had the lick. She has everything going for her. She actually got the baby. Like, everything's set up. Like, she could have just been doing it on the low. But she's got that vicious. Like, she's, about, she's trying to finish Rob. You know what I mean? And I want to wonder. I wonder what the Kardashians are really thinking. Like, because they're the most powerful people in the media. You know what I mean? And they're just they're just probably there thinking, like, yo, how do we get out of this? Without, because Rob's not going to let nothing to happen to his daughter. But they're just, like, they keep it silent. You know what I mean? It's just, it's crazy. I know Chris is just like, yo, damn, we we really effed up letting this girl get into the family, you know what I mean? But I just see, I just see the viciousness all over her face, but you know what I mean? Every day for the thief, one day for the owner, you know what I mean? She gonna meet the right broke nigga with the right, with the, with the broke nigga dick that's gonna take her all her money, get spousal support, you know what I mean? Gonna marry her and just take her down, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a vicious cycle of, of this shit, you know what I mean? So... She gonna meet her match, <laughs> you know what I mean. But um, yo, keep doing you, man. Rob, uh, Rob, I guess Rob don't care about the tricking, so you know what I mean. It's all good, you know what I mean. He just wants his daughter to be safe, and I just hope he actually stays away from her, you know what I mean? Because he said he's not fighting her straight in order. I actually hope 
He takes the L, which is cool. Like, yo, he spent all his money, but I just hope he doesn't end up, after all this, exposing her, spending all his money, and getting back with it. Because I know niggas like that. Like I said, I told you that story, y'all, about the nigga that his girl tried to fuck me and my, and my niggas, you know what I mean? We told the dude, and he just, like, stopped talking to us and went back to the shorty, you know what I mean? So it's very, it's very possible that this can happen, you know what I mean? It's very possible, so you got to be aware... And just hope he has a stronger mind than that. Because I've seen many, many men. And many men broke down. You know what I mean? When, when, when they got to that bridge with this woman, with, with these women. You know what I mean? So pray for Robert and all the men that that know that they're fucked up. But just like, yo, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. I just want to stay here even though it's fucked up. You know what I mean? But uh, shout out to them brothers. Um, um, Bill Cosby's going back to trial in November. They're trying to retry him. Like, these guys are just really trying to... Like, yo, he is on his way out. He's blind. Like, y'all really trying to put this man through all this stress, man. Like, yo, I get if he did it, he gonna face it in hell. Like, he gonna go to hell real soon if he did this shit. And, and, and he gonna pay for it. That's just how the world works. But, like, to really just keep dragging his trial along, wasting the taxpayers' good dollars to try to put Heathcliff Huxtable away at 85. Like, come on, brother. Like I we like this is insane. He beat it. Like he, a mistrial. Like what what's gonna be different? You usually when you do this, you're trying to influence the new the next jury to be like, yo, convict that nigga. You know what I mean? So let's figure all that out. You know what I mean? If he did it, I'm telling you, God doesn't sleep. That's all I can ever say. God does not sleep. You know what I mean? Um, I want to say shout out to Netflix, man. Once again, man, shout out to Netflix, yo. This week, man, I actually watched the whole El Chapo series on Netflix. It's kind of like Narcos, you know what I mean? Obviously, two drug dealers. Kingpins. Let me not even say drug dealer. Drug dealer is too mini scale. Kingpin is not even a word for these niggas. Two drug lords. You know what I mean? Obviously, Pablo. And then we talking El Chapo, Joaquin Guzman of the Sinola Cartel. That that man, man. Man. That cabron, man. <laughs> yo, I don't even know what. Yo, that guy, man, he's a, he's a tough motherfucker. Like, I'm waiting for season two to drop. Like... There's similarities to Narcos, but they're different. Obviously, there's two different countries. One's Mexico, one's Colombia. And they're two different guys. And, and, and the times are different. When Pablo was ruling the world, um, Chapo was just coming up. So you get to see Chapo's come up. He went to he was going through the worst prison in Mexico. Like they put him in solitary for the longest time. You I, I think it's a great show. Everybody should watch it. It's in Spanish, you know what I mean? But you can also put it in you can go to English and put it in English on the audio. But I did that. I put it in English, and it just wasn't the same. Like, I, w I put it back to Spanish and just read my subtitles. i rather like that. Like, the English shit just sounds so off. The syncing is off, you know what I mean? I'd rather hear them niggas say that shit, that, that you know, that shit, that Spanish shit, that bendero, you know what I mean? That type of shit. But, um, yo, that shit is lit. Queen of the South, there's another show on Netflix, like 13 episodes of some more drug dealing shit, more Spanish shit, but this is in English. That's a dope show. It's about some girl... Teresa, who's her um, her boyfriend dies because the cartel kills him. So basically, she has to prove her worth to them and see why she should stay alive instead of dying. You know what I mean? Oh, it's a dope show. Netflix is just amazing, to be honest, man. Like, if, if it ain't sports and like, NBA and power, I ain't watching TV, to be honest. CP24, I ain't watching TV, to be honest, man. Like, shout out to power, too, man. If Yo, I actually spoke to a couple people that don't even watch Power Today, and I'm like, wow, like, there's really people that just, I guess because they just feel this ignorant hood shit, but that show is lit, you know what I mean? That's another show I wish was on Netflix, so I don't have to wait. 
But shout out to Power. If you haven't caught up on it, watch it. Man, if you haven't, like I said, if you haven't caught up on Wentworth, man, that's that's on you. Wentworth, that last episode was nuts. But um but um before before I get out of here, man, I wanna I wanna give my my top pick for a most improved player next year and my sleeper team in the NBA, man. Because I watched um Undisputed the other day, man. I seen Dion Waiters on there, man. He's my, my pick for most improved player. I expect him to be an all star this year. The maturity I just heard Dion speaking with was, was was just great, man. Like he was talking about being on the Heat, um, how he feels about be, just being competitive and just all the stuff. How being on the Cavs, what he learned from being around Kyrie and LeBron, being around Russ and, and and KD, man. Like he's ready, man. Like and you know Pat Pat Riley always gonna keep you in check and hold you accountable. He's gonna be ready. Says he's in the best shape of his life being in Miami. Like trust me, I expect a lot of things from that Heat team. I expect a lot of things from Dion Waiters. You know what I mean? I know my boy Swanson hates him, but I think this year he's gonna put the world on notice, man. Dion Dion's ready. Uh, what else, man? Before, yeah, another thing. Lakers just signed Catavius Caldwell Pope for a one-year deal, eighteen mil. He's great at defense. He's athletic, but I don't know his, his jumper is kind of off. His jumper's kind of off. Like, I, I I don't know. I don't know how that works with the Lakers with him and Lonzo because Lonzo had a triple double the other day, even though he they said he yo Lonzo okay. We all know Lonzo Ball lost um, to Kentucky in, in the Sweet 16 to De'Aaron Fox. And basically, the Kings are supposed to play in a summer league game. And all of a sudden, Lonzo said he's he's hurt. You know what I mean? So, he's been catching a lot of flack for ducking De'Aaron Fox. You know what I mean? Because everybody's saying De'Aaron Fox is, wants to play him, wants to give it to him. Because he felt like he should have been picked before Alonzo. You know what I mean? So, that's going to be a great rivalry to see. Obviously, they're both in the Pacific Division. One's on the Kings, one's on the Lakers. So we're going to see them play a lot, you know what I mean? But I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Lonzo, you know what I mean? He he, see, he acts like he has all the confidence in the world. I, I think he does. So for him not to play, it had to be a call from, like, Magic or something. But if not, I think that's some sucker shit, you know what I mean? You should have played and, and, and give the people what they want to see. And, like, this is the guy that, yo, he's coming for. He's talking about you and your pops all the time. You should want to you should want to give him that work. But Lonzo, Lonzo didn't show up, you know what I mean? But, um. Yo, Corey Joe got chilled. The NBA, it's a tough business, man. It's a tough business, to be honest. Like, Corey Joe got traded to Indiana Pacers for CJ Miles. It's a great, it's a great look for the Raptors because obviously, I don't know if I spoke on them trading Damari Carroll. I think I did. They traded Damari Carroll to Brooklyn, along with two picks, just for um Josh Hamilton, just to make sure they got rid of that contract and and that three point shot that was not hitting. CJ Miles is a way better three point shooter than Damari Carroll. So that works great. He's not as good as on defense at all, as good as him. But the three-point shot thing, that definitely works for the Raptors. I like that. Um, but I feel bad for my boy Corey Joe, man. Like, great Toronto kid. I, I love him. I think he's tough. I think he, he play, gets to the rim. You know, I love Corey Joe as a backup point guard. And even, like, and when I say backup, I don't mean that's that's all he can be. But, like, when Larry goes, I like when he starts, too. Like, Obviously, he's not going to get you to the top. He's not the cream of the crop of point guards. But, yo, I like Corey Joe. So, they put a, a, a good Toronto brother in Indiana, man, with the steel mills and, and the farming and, and nothing else. But I, I feel bad for my brother, Corey. But um, shout out to him. He's still going to be making that bank while he's out there. Uh, it's just the business, man. The business is the business is dirty. I even heard Dion talking about when he got traded to, um, to Oklahoma. I think that's where he got traded to from the Cavs and he was just like yo he 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 was literally in Philadelphia 
he bought a hundred tickets for his family to play. It's a home game. He wants to play. Right before they're about to go out to play, he said, yo, you got traded. You can't play. You know what I mean? He said he was pissed. But it's the business, you know what I mean? Um, before I leave, man, I, I have to, I have to, I wrote this down. and said I have to speak on this before I leave, man. Heal, Lorenzo, Chris, you know what I mean? You tweeted something the other day about no athlete should ever get paid a quarter billion dollars. No athlete's contract should ever be worth a quarter billion dollars. I was disappointed you for that because one thing about the whole thing is teams are worth billions of dollars and these athletes are bringing in that much revenue. These players are, are people people come and pay tickets for to come see, buy their merch, buy their jerseys. So if a team can be worth billions of dollars, why can't the players bringing in that money ever equate to earn that much? Like it doesn't even make sense for that type of thinking. And and two, look at Steph Curry. Steph Curry's legs was bad, right? And then he ended up bringing the championship to to Golden State two times, had an MVP twice, and, and was making that that money. Is that what is that fair? But that's the deal he signed, and that's the business. You get what you negotiate, not what you deserve. Like that's that's the number one rule of business. You get what you negotiate, not what you deserve. And I think everybody should always keep that with them because if you don't, then you then you're always gonna cheat yourself. You know what I mean? Because Harden negotiated that contract, and if should something happen and his ankle go out, um, Dale Morey and the, the Houston Rockets, they'll feel horrible. And they'll be like, yo, that was a fucked up contract. But if Harden should ever bring them five MVPs and five championships, he'll feel underpaid. But they'll be like, yo, that's what you negotiated. So that's just the way the business works, man. I don't feel anybody should, no, anybody should ever have that mind state to feel no, that you're worth as much as you feel you're worth and you can bring to the table. I don't think anybody should ever have that mind state to say that, no, no, no athlete should have over a quarter billion dollar contract. I get what you're saying in hindsight. Oh, doctors and maybe I—I I don't know. I'm I'm thinking for you. Maybe you're saying doctors and other things like that. But when somebody's making that money off your back, like that's insane. Look at Floyd. He's negotiating to get a hundred million a fight. Conor McGregor is making twenty-five. You get what you negotiate, not what you deserve, man. Many people have deserved a lot more and got less. Many people got a lot more and deserve less. And that's just the way it works. You know what I mean? So shout out to James Harden. Shout out to Steph. Shout out to Russ when he does it. Everybody gonna get banked, man. All these NBA players need to need to keep making that money. Like Jay Z said, what's better than one billionaire? Two. You know what I mean? And if if all the athletes in hip hop that are touching that billionaire status, like Floyd, Jordan, Jay, Diddy, and rapper, like if they all linked, then they would be powerful. They'd shut all these companies down, but they don't link. You know what I mean? Like Puffy and like and Jay do. They don't support each other. Jordans don't support them. Floyd don't support. Like these guys don't get along, but. If these NBA players can all establish this type of wealth, man, it's great for black people. And it's great for the world, man. So with that being said, man, it's, it's too real, the podcast. Like, subscribe, review. You know what I mean? I appreciate each and every one of y'all listeners, man. We about to approach two years just now in August, man. I appreciate each and every one of y'all. You know what I mean? Mad love, respect. Um, it's, it's too real, man.